letter to Daddy. His address is heaven above. I've written a letter to Daddy saying I love you. Written a letter to Murphy. Hi, welcome to Dear Ryan Murphy, a short-form TV recap podcast, and beyond. You might have noticed that you've only heard one male voice and one female voice that is not Ty Bellman. Uh, Ty Bellman is unfortunately for me, fortunately for him, off being a famous movie star. He's filming uh, something this week, and we couldn't make our schedules work. If you are new to the show, uh, we usually watch whatever Ryan Murphy has crapped out into the ether, uh, and we, you know, dig into it like Laura Dern in Jurassic Park, uh, just trying to get to the bottom of things. Uh, we will still be doing that today, however, since Ty is gone, it's just gonna be the two assholes talking part. Because Ty's talented loafers are too big to fill! But I have a very smart feminist lady lesbian. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, say hi to Aisha Keller. That's me. Is that offensive? I mean... Do you feel offended? I just don't know how I feel after watching that. <laughs> don't yell at me. <laughs> so shrill. All right. Let's get to the two assholes talking part. This week, American Horror Story Cult, episode 11, great again, alternate titles, actually not that great at all, somebody make it stop, or, no, seriously, this has been a horrible experience, and Ryan Murphy should be ashamed of himself. And now, for the only part of today's show, two assholes talking to each other about the episode. Take it away, lady boy and boy lady. Yeah. <laughs> Just looked at the top of my notes and it just says biker chick titties. <laughs> the top of mine just says divine ruler, million question marks, and then what one period. <laughs> okay, well, I think it's funny that I have you here today because as much as I miss Ty and we usually do, uh, you know, our one take speed recap and all of that, I don't. What the fuck was I supposed to do with the piece of shit that we just watched? I don't know how you would recap that. I don't know how we got there. I don't know how <laughs> we ended. I don't I don't understand anything about that episode. I, I think it's funny because at one point there was a uh like one of the plot twists that like the security guard was in on. Uh, well, we're not going in order at all today. Like no. there's just no point. But like you turned to me and we're like, "Wait, are, are they going to explain, like, how Sarah Paulson met the security guard? And I was just like, no. No. No, I don't think they are. <laughs> we're never going to find out. No. Nope. Because also, isn't she now going to jail for the rest of her life, right? Because the security guard, the double agent security guard who, like, broke Kai out of prison because she met Sarah Paulson once? Question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot I would do for Sarah Paulson if I met her once, but... I mean, I get that for sure. Like, but I don't... I don't know. No, honestly, the what they just posited... So, to, to give a little backstory for... If there's anyone who did not watch the episode, but has been following at least, like, 
our show, like the podcast, it doesn't even matter because this episode jumped ahead a year. You've got uh, Evan Peters in prison, starting some new cult. Sarah Paulson's running for a, a Senate race, um, which we, as both of us, Asia and I, I met working in state politics. I can't. Some she did it in a couple weeks. Number one, <laughs> not a thing. Number two, her whole ad platform, it being her campaign, her, her campaign. entire campaign in a couple weeks. Like, oh, we've worked for all these weeks, and then her ad campaign, her main message is. I was once a cult member, <laughs> and now I'm not. I will free you from your cult of the other parties. I voted for Jill Stein. <laughs> what was the, she's in a, a meeting with a professional reporter, Adina Porter, at one point, and who, for some reason, we can get into the, the ups and downs of Adina Porter, but for some reason, Adina Porter, last episode, turned down... Uh, like a train ticket out of the cult. This episode is in the cult. And then when she gets out of the cult is a part of the campaign. Like she's the campaign manager for Sarah Paulson. Right. And not to jump around everywhere, but since that's what this episode is. I'm sorry. Like as I was going to, I realized, oh, wait, this is not a short sentence. No. (laughs) But, But if you look at like professional reporter Adina Porter in the last episode, she tried to like... She turned down the train ticket, and then she turned in uh, Billy Lord and got her killed, and she was, like, that loyal still, and then all of a and sudden... And loving it. And loving it. Loving like, having the like, time of her life. I'm glad he tricked us with that Kool-Aid. It really <laughs> yeah. woke me yeah, up. Really, yeah, like, I'm woke now. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, one episode later, which seems like it's, like, a day later, she's like, please... Kill me with this knife that I'm <laughs> chopping kale with for some reason? For a watermelon salad? Don't put kale in a watermelon you salad. Just don't, Beverly Hope. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, but all of that was to get to the, the stupid ass line about her fucking campaign where <laughs> oh, <laughs> Beverly yeah. Hope is like the, what was, oh, uh, but you're, you have a, people think you have a lack of experience. <laughs> and she responds with lack of experience, code for they're scared. Also, what was she doing with her hands in that moment? She was Sarah like, Paulson? Yes, she was She was like, Montgomery Burnsing. Yeah, she was like, they're scared. Excellent. Why are your hands doing that? I don't know why that distracted me more than the trash that was coming out of her mouth, but it really bothered me. The distractions were the only thing that made this a, a watchable experience for mm-hmm. me. I mean, it's a... Okay, what Ryan Murphy does well to be that voice. Yeah, I really, which we need. It is... I guess a fan podcast. I know. And Ty's not here to like be the positive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone has to say something nice because I can't. Um, I'm chemically I do, unable. <laughs> I do I do like how everything's shot. It, like as somebody who doesn't really notice that kind of stuff, I'm always like, oh, wow, that was a really interesting way to do that. And that was really yeah, beautiful. And sure. that was really interesting. And that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> well, and and to to get into some more positives, I do think Sarah Paulson is still strong, albeit mm. her character is just horrible. I have no idea what, like, what am I supposed to take away from? It? Is she like a proxy for Jill Stein in this stupid allegory about the election? Is she? Is this? And this actually leads into why I'm happy you are here. Mm-hmm. Is this pro-feminist? <laughs> I 
am in grad school. I literally only study like feminism and feminism adjacent things. And I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the message is. I don't know if it's like we, I I don't know. I don't want, I don't know what to take away from this. Well, do you, so I, my friend, for instance, um, Lindsay uh, is who does is not watching the show, but is listening to our podcast because she loves me. Um, uh, she is having her own like response to really just maybe through our telling of the podcast, which granted in Ryan Murphy's defense is why I say this maybe isn't you know correct, but she's just like. Ryan Murphy does not care about women. Like, if any of the things that you're saying in your podcast are true, this is fucking horrible for women. Well, there there is a way that I, I wonder if... Um, I mean, I guess I'm just thankful that conservatives don't watch American Horror Story because I feel like there's right. some bit of it where I'm like, oh my God, are you, like, painting a map to, like, how to how to start like a white nationalist cult it's so close like it's so reflective of like what's happening right now and then also i think like with all this stuff coming out about like harvey weinstein and louis ck and all of our heroes and whatever and and our not heroes yeah george George god Um, so with all of that coming out it's really hard to watch something where you've got all these like you know, this, you've got Kai Anderson at the end of this, like screaming at Sarah Paulson to make him a sandwich. And it's like, I get that this is supposed to be like some sort of, uh, you know, feminist awakening because then, you know, she ends up winning and whatever, but there's this other and part. And dropping the phrase nasty woman oh, is such. I almost punched the screen. I, I have never felt so like, I know that my, what the reaction that he, he being Ryan Murphy wanted from me was a yes, and I did not have a yes in me. You know, I didn't have a yes, and I think that that's something that Ryan Murphy has really kind of failed at this season, uh, where it almost felt like because because gay men can be misogynists too, yes. it almost seemed like Kai Anderson's character and like the cult he built was like an excuse for like this liberal dude to like say all these like misogynistic crappy things he says about women in his private life on screen but still be like but i'm a liberal i am so happy you said that because it's it that's a ryan murphy thing if you look at ellen burston's character in the new normal who was like the, did you watch The New Normal? No. No, do you remember that show? No. It was about two wealthy gay men. Uh, I can't believe I didn't watch it. (laughs) It was really, you were the demographic. I'm surprised you missed it. Um, But Ellen Burstyn plays the like racist mom or whatever, who just spouts off all of these racist things that Mm -hmm. NeNe leaks the whole time. And she feels like, uh, like it's supposed to be a joke in air quotes, but it's, it, it's not, it feels like, like when gay men, you know, say horrible things about women's bodies or just say, you know, that stereotype of like the the horrible gay man who's saying like awful things that are a joke, but it's, is it? Is it? Yeah. And I, I just feel like at the end of this season, because this was a season finale and as somebody that's actually really enjoyed American Horror Story um, through all of its ups and downs. I think that the season finale has generally been what's what saved a lot of the seasons for me. And then this finale 
I mean, there was just nothing that brought it back. There was nothing. nothing where I was like, okay, I'm glad we followed a white nationalist cult for 11 weeks. Is yeah. it 11 weeks? 11 weeks. Jesus. That is a lot of time. And I'm glad you brought that up as well because I believe to this day I will ride or die on this opinion that the ep- uh, season finale to the second season mm. is one of the most beautiful hours of television made in the past decade. It saves that season. It makes the absurd alien storyline from the be- it, it makes that beautiful. Like somehow, yeah. somehow, and like honestly, every finale uh, to some degree offers something beautiful about the season that like maybe wasn't immediately apparent throughout the season, right? Like, right. Like even Coven's was like really delightfully like campy and weird but, and yeah, kind of absurd even, and fun. Even the Witch Olympics though ended with like a really heartfelt, although ultimately I think like boring scene between mm. Jessica Lang and Sarah Paulson where Ugh. Jessica Lang's character is like, you know, pouring her heart out and vulnerable and all of that nonsense. Mm. Um, this had nothing. I feel like the writers got to this point in the scripts and realized like, oh, we don't have any likable characters worth exploring in any kind of deep way. So maybe let's not. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like also with Sarah Paulson and and her character all throughout, I just kept losing what her motivation was. I think we were like we were watching yeah. it tonight and you I think you literally like yelled at the screen like what is their motivation here? <laughs> Which is maybe the like most like gay actor thing I could yell at a TV. <laughs> like what's Sarah Paulson's motivation? <laughs> I just want to understand her. Um, <laughs> But, but really, like, what is her motivation? Because also, we haven't seen Oz in, like, two episodes, Seriously, right? like, the little kid from that season of Mary with Children, he just went upstairs and never came back down. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. He shows up in, like, the last couple scenes, I think, for his stupid birthday party, which, by the way, is funny because there is a line that's like, we have to get things ready for the birthday party. And then you go to that stupid party and it's like four kids and one cupcake with a, like a Kroger bought candle. I hate this show so fucking much. I also just want to say, <laughs> I know that lesbians have this trope <laughs> moving in together too quickly, moving too quickly, but like... Eight weeks and three days. What? And oh, we need to plan other his birthday <laughs> i'm sorry if i've been dating you for eight weeks you don't even know my well, kid yet asia eight weeks and three days fair fair i think you're not factoring in it really because up until the first eight weeks they were keeping it cash <laughs> and then also she's like standing beside her during her state senate run because everybody's real chill with oh, like yeah, lesbians dating everyone in michigan is real chill with their like no experience lesbian candidate dating. <laughs> Who, by the way, has no experience whatsoever. That character has no business being a senator. I mean, she was literally also locked up in an insane asylum. And Within that, the past year. And that wasn't like, that wasn't part of an attack ad? I'm just saying. <laughs> Did she win? I can't remember. She it, won. She won. Eighty percent of female voters. Oh right. Well, her. she's a very mobilizing figure. I mean, women do vote for other women. That's true, isn't it? That's 
I can't. I can't. It's I can't too even soon. joke it's, if it's still too soon. I can't. I just don't understand what were we supposed to take from this. To, to have that ending. So, again, we're recapping as we go today. We get out of the cult. Kai's, Evan Peters, in prison. He breaks out of prison with the help of uh, the biker titty. <laughs> Double agent <laughs> clan, not clan, well, cult member. Cult member who met Sarah Paulson once. Uh, breaks, breaks him out. Uh, they go to the big debate between Sarah Paulson and the, the other senatorial, the incumbent, who she ends up beating. And then uh, there's like the big twist that the security guard double agent is a double agent and they shoot uh, Evan Peters in the head on stage. And then, final twist, Sarah Paulson puts on the green scum robe slash the um, Zodiac Killer <laughs> robe. Oh, I forgot about that whole, that whole thing. One, you know, one thing that's funny about that before we, that scum robe in the hotel season, there's that whole, um, uh, those scenes where Evan Peters is having the dinners with the serial killers from, of days past. Oh. And there's kind of a joke made to like there's a hooded figure in one of those green robes at the table who doesn't say anything and stays hidden because the zodiac killer was never found and it's like ha 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 serial killer humor and then they brought back the robes for this zodiac so that's a side note but for it to still come down on the side of this supposed strong nasty woman that the show clearly wanted me to root for and then make it so that her cause is a literal cult. What do you, what, like, what does that say? Like, what is the show trying to say about feminism? I mean, to me, it's like Ryan Murphy is doing this, like, both sides are too extreme thing. And, like, that's not the message we need right now. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, one side is white nationalists. And one side is saying, like, hey, maybe don't be white nationalists. This came up on a recent episode between me and Ty and it's when they uh, did the same thing with uh, Frances Conroy's character of having her be this sort of like twisted cult. And I was saying like, it just feels like he's leaning into that MRA argument that like, uh, that criticizes the like quote unquote group think of feminism. And literally it's a large group of people who are thinking about like a, the same issue. So in that sense, I guess feminists have group think. But that is a false equivalency. I'm sorry, but has like Ryan Murphy been watching what's been going on like since the women's march, like with feminism? Like we have I don't number think one, so. like feminism has not been group thing. Thank you. I wanna say ever, but like for the sake of argument, like has not been group thing for a very long time. Like we are literally like fighting it out like every day to like root out a lot of the things that we need to fix we need to make it like more intersectional we need to acknowledge different issues it's not groupthink. it can't be groupthink, and it hasn't been in a long time i think I, I think that that's true i think um it feels very much like uh an old gay man saying like oh there's you know, bunch like, of bitches. Like, just, like, that's what it feels like. I kind of want to say, like, has Ryan Murphy talked to a woman in the last year or so? Because it feels well, like he hasn't. That's what's fascinating is I know for a fact that writer's room 
has a ton of women. Many of these episodes were directed by women, but at the end of the day, Ryan Murphy is the showrunner, and the overall, uh, the plots, the all of it, are 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 his decisions. So I just I can't imagine what what that room is like. There are a ton of smart women on that show, and there's no way they don't see like or know these things. Like the the episode that had two fucking rapes in it, or you know. Right, but there's a difference between knowing it's wrong and being able to speak up about it without losing your job the next season or like yeah, without like I mean, having Ryan Murphy be like, oh, you're so problematic and annoying. Right, I get I, that's also all sounds like it's real. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, right, Ryan Murphy has a million different shows. He's like a really huge name, correct? This isn't my right. strong suit. But, um, but it's like he has that kind of institutional power that we're talking about that like Harvey Weinstein did. And so like a lot of people experience a lot of terrible things at the hand of Harvey Weinstein and at a lot of men who've been in power in similar ways. So like if Ryan Murphy doesn't want you to speak up about his creative direction, you might not. You might like right. want to keep your job. Right. Well, either what you said is true which is what I think is true, probably. Or they genuinely didn't see the problems with this season. And I just don't think any... There's no way that could be true. I mean, I will say the season was so confusing that I could understand, like, missing the problems in some way. Right, if a team of writers, like, if left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, that sort of thing. Right, and if, like, you think at some point, you're like, oh, this is really horrible, but I think there's going to be a message about how the women have taken everything back and this is the end of men and, like, white nationalists, then maybe you go along with it, and then all of a sudden you get the rug pulled out from under you, and you have a terrible finale. Francis Conroy gets shot in the fucking head. (laughs) Over! (laughs) We did it. I guess we did. We did it. I mean, considering that schedules conflicted at the last minute and this was all a little on the rushed side, I think we did our damnedest. Especially with what we were provided. Absolutely. Meaning Ryan Murphy's uh, piece of cigar. I think that's right. That's what you mean. Oh, yeah. No, you're not like insulting the tea I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little weak. But all right. Um, anyway, so glad you could make it. Um, I, you know, this is a, a shortish podcast. We're never going to cover everything. I, I feel like. There's a couple things we didn't actually get to. Right. And I really wish we had covered how this how the entire show opened about the the abortion clinic, right? Cuz like if you think about the last episode, right? They killed Chaz Bono and they set it up as though like abortionists or pro-choice people had killed him. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. in this episode, These are all good points that they, you bring up. They like made like a big murder plan to like go mm-hmm. kill originally mm-hmm. a thousand mm-hmm. pregnant women but oh, then we just didn't even cover that and i'm fine with that you know yeah. what just because ryan murphy wants to you know harm a thousand women and teach a group of gay mormon boys how to stab a baby using a watermelon i don't need to talk about it on my podcast 
Also, it didn't make sense the way he was showing them how to stab, and then they, they were stabbing be. towards themselves. They weren't even stabbing those watermelons right. <laughs> and I, I will have none of it. I will say, season-wide, one thing we never talked about, I am... Uh, Angela Bassett directed an episode. What? Angela Bassett directed an episode. I mean, I know, but which one? I think, like, episode eight. It was probably a good one. I Well, I mean, you know, she was... She did the best... With what she was provided. Ugh. Was it like pre-scum, post-scum, pre-scum, or post-scum? Thank you so much for being here, <laughs> Shikola. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're a bit of a podcast star this week. You were just on a podcast called Diking Out. Yes, and we were talking about the misogyny of gay men. As I will validate, is a real thing. You didn't need me to validate it. I just thought that as a Thanks, gay man, James. it would help. Hashtag all men. <laughs> all right. Thank <laughs> you so much. Go listen to Diking Out. Do you, please do. It's very good. Um, and you want to you do the singing? Oh, yeah. Let's do the singing. <laughs> so remember, until next, whenever, we, we love, love you. you.